This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. This week, we're going to be backpedaling a little bit, if you will, um, because I feel like this episode could have gone before last week's episode and it would have made a little bit more sense, but I do think that regardless, it'll be beneficial. Um, but like I said, it definitely, if you listen to this episode and then you listen to the week before this episode afterwards, it probably would flow better, but it's okay. I didn't think about this till this week and I really want to share it with you all. And we're going to be talking about fears and how they're scary, like, and what they can teach us about ourselves and what to do with them and how they can sort of be a lamp for what we really care about and what we really value, especially if you're someone who struggles with identifying that, which is what we kind of talked about last week with identifying your core values and everything. So if you haven't listened to that episode, but you're listening to this one, definitely finish listening to this one and then go back and listen to last week's about identifying your core values. But if you've already listened to last week's, this one will still be fine. I think it'll do nothing but give you even more insight into learning about yourself and helping you figure out what those core values are, especially your present day core values. Cause I think our fears are such a great indicator of a sort of currently what our fears are, because I know as we go through different phases of life and we change and we grow up, our fears develop into new and different things. So I think that this is a really great way to help identify what those core values are. But before we get into it, the quote this week is actually from the book I'm reading right now, which is 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. I have seen this book hyped up for like a year now, and I finally started reading it a couple weeks ago, and I was only reading like a little bit, like once a week, but something happened with me this week, and I've just been all on top of habits, like I've stretched every day, and read every day before bed and it feels wonderful but I've been reading 101 essays that will change the way you think and I absolutely love it I read a chapter let me see what the name of it was specifically two nights ago and I have I swear I have almost the entire thing highlighted because it was just kind of life-changing for me to read and it's chapter 21 I think and it's 102 ways to not let irrational thoughts ruin your life and It's funny because I started planning this episode before I read this chapter and so much of what I read in this chapter actually really aligns what I want to say and like talk about. So there's going to be one or two points within the episode where I kind of reference something from this chapter and it's not something that gives away the book by any means because this book is literally just like a collection of random chapters with advice, I guess you could say. And I think that it's just going to be so good for you all to hear, hopefully, because it has absolutely been, I don't know, this this whole chapter was just very eye-opening to me. I read a little bit yesterday morning before I started work, just because I was like in the mood to, and I was like, oh, this will be better than me scrolling on my phone while I'm eating breakfast. I just kind of read through a chapter, and or I was finishing up this chapter, 
and my jaw like literally dropped and I audibly gasped when I read some things in this chapter because it was so eye-opening to me and those aren't the things I'm gonna be like referencing in this episode some of them are but some of them aren't just because there was so much but anyways my quote comes from this chapter and I'm gonna reference it later in the episode but instead of picking like a separate quote for this I'm just using the quote right here and I'm also going to be mentioning it later in the episode and the quote says choose to do things because you want joy more than you choose to do them because you want to avoid pain And I absolutely love this quote because it is just what I needed to hear in this phase of life of feeling really lost and just confused and taking things one day at a time. I feel like I'll get into it later, but living in this sort of a state where I just feel like there's a lack of clarity, lack of guidance, and I just feel lost, that's one of the best things I can hear because I have been doing nothing, but I feel like making decisions and choosing to do things in an effort to escape from pain and in an effort to avoid pain rather than choosing to do things because I want to feel good and want to feel happy so that was like really good for me to hear and read and my goal this week I just really want to be present on my vacation which I wish it was going to be longer but it'll have to do for now I'm taking my first day off since I started work in January, um, which is so crazy to think about that it's been nearly six months and I haven't taken a day off. So absolutely crazy, but I am so excited because I'm going to go home for Memorial Day weekend and our friends are coming with us and some of my friends are going to be home. And I think I've mentioned it in the episode before already. I've had this plan for like a really long time. So I'm just really excited and I just really want to be present and I'm kind of going back and forth in my head like oh do I want to like make a vlog out of it because I love doing vlogs like at home because they just feel so nostalgic for me because like when I started my YouTube channel I was a freshman in college and I started it in March of my freshman year of college and I that whole first summer like I just like remember like doing my vlogs and I was you know serving at um the pearl like the cocktail bar and everything and at the pool there and I remember I would work and it was just such it was a really weird summer for me honestly but I just remember like vlogging at home that summer and just like really getting in a groove with YouTube and it's just like nostalgic for me to vlog at home I feel like but I've been going back and forth in my head like oh do I want to do that or do I want to like completely take off because I've been hustling with editing videos and having my podcast like planned out and getting them I'm getting this one recorded and then I'm going to record another one sometime in the next few days before I leave so that it will like this one will go up on Monday the 23rd and then I'm going to also record in the next few days the one for the 30th because I don't want to have to worry about it while I'm home I don't want to take I'm not taking my work computer I'm not taking my actual computer I don't think I am at least and I'm like I do not want to do any ounce of work and vlogging is kind of working if you think about it so but it doesn't really feel like it so sometimes it can but I'm just kind of like I don't know what do I want to do and especially because I'll have family in town as well and I feel like there's just going to be a lot going on I feel like I should probably just like be present so maybe I'll just do like little things on my phone here and there do like a reel or something I don't really know but I just want to be present that's like my main goal for this week I am just so I like haven't felt this just like zest for life and this level of excitement literally in so long it's been 
so so probably like since I was like moving to Houston I have not felt this like level of just excitement in me because I have something to look forward to this week and I'm not like dreading the week as much because I know it's a shorter week and because I know I get to go home at the end of it so I'm just really looking forward to it and I just want to be as present as possible so that I can like relax recharge and just get the I don't know get the most vacation-y feelings out of it as I possibly can so that's my goal and my gratitude I am literally just thankful to be having a short week and taking a day off because we're off Friday and Monday which is really nice um for Memorial Day but I'm just really thankful that we will have a short week and I am hoping that my Monday through Wednesday isn't super chaotic with work um because I'm taking off on Thursday and because we're out on Friday hopefully it won't be but you never know um we'll see (laughs) but hopefully it won't be and yeah let's go ahead and get into this episode so like I said going off of last week's episode you know I mentioned feeling lost in that episode and just um how I've been prioritizing defining what my core values are and that's like something I'm working on in therapy but like I said um already at the beginning of this episode if you had or have had a hard time defining your core values um this episode will be a backpedal and it will sort of share other ways in which you can identify your values and I think that this episode maybe it won't reveal your top values but it'll at least get you brainstorming and even if you've already identified what your core values are and you have them figured out I still think this is really going to be a great episode for further self-discovery and helping you feel more aligned with your true self rather than the self that you've created to conform to society and other people's expectations especially if that's something you've struggled with and maybe you just feel like you have yourself all figured out I promise that this is something that will still hopefully be helpful because I think naturally us as people we don't really look into our fears that much because they're scary there are fears so we kind of just take them as they are we kind of make them out to be this big monster in our heads that sort of keep us shying away from things and you know when we experience fear in our mind you know it sort of just puts us in this position to just stay as safe as possible and avoid anything that's going to disrupt that safety and that peace and I think it's really beneficial to actually look into what your fears could be telling you about yourself and what you actually value And when I felt most lost in my life, like kind of this period of time now, that's when I've had a really hard time making decisions, which I've mentioned. Because during these times, I've also felt like I really couldn't identify anything well. I kind of just felt numb in a way. And this made identifying any feelings I was experiencing any desires and any goals that I possibly could have had it made identifying all of that so impossible because I felt so stuck and lost and it was really hard to identify how I was feeling at any given moment during these times of feeling lost because my judgment just felt really hazed and as a result you know envisioning what my future looked like was difficult and that's really hard to come to terms with as someone who's so used to knowing what's next and having like a next step um and during these times that I felt the most lost I will say there's only one thing that I've always been able to identify during these periods of time where I've just been going through change discomfort and feeling lost and that is my fears 
I could always identify them without fail, and I can now. And for me, and probably most people, fears probably become more and more intense when you feel a lack of direction with your life or when you're feeling lost because it's way easier for us to cling to fear when we're feeling lost than it is to cling to hope. We're often so focused on the fears themselves and this causes us to sort of walk on eggshells while we feel lost so we don't you know, make things worse and make our fears come to life. And as a result, we don't even realize what our fears actually can reveal to us. And they truly tell us a story and just give us so much insight into ourselves and everything we fear and feel threatened by in some way reveals something that we deep down care about or value. And I know that this is not revolutionary news. It's probably not groundbreaking to most of you. Some of you it may be, but like a lot of the things I talk about in this podcast, tying these commonly known notions and ideas are... I don't know. I just like like doing that to tying it to my personal experiences. I don't know why. I just had a hard time getting that out. But I like tying these commonly known things because for me personally, there's been like so many things that I have been told a bajillion times in my life. But for some reason, the bajillionth and one time that I heard it, it was groundbreaking for me. And I just think sometimes we have to be in a certain phase of life or in a certain place of receiving advice and information that it makes it a lot more digestible for us when we're in that specific stage of like ready to receive if that makes sense so like a lot of the things I talk about this isn't necessarily anything that is it is not an original concept it is not brand new and I never want you guys to think that like everything I talk about is an original concept because I draw so much inspiration for my podcast from commonly known ideas and notions from what I read, what I see, and what I hear. And a lot of the times I'll identify something I want to talk about that's personal to me. And then I look outward to sort of make it more personal to you all by researching and finding stuff that can make it more digestible for you all so that it is relatable for you all. So that's kind of what I like to do here. And that's what we're doing in this episode. Um, But anyways, I also want to talk about how, before we get into talking about fears and everything, I also wanted to mention how being in a state of discomfort and feeling lost can put me in like a scarcity mindset rather than this naturally optimistic and mindset of gratitude and abundance that I worked so hard to have for so long. Um, I think back in 2020 during the summer, I want to say, I did an episode on how I shifted my naturally pessimistic mindset to a naturally optimistic one because I used to be the most like naturally pessimistic person ever and I didn't necessarily outwardly express that with other people but I was definitely that way internally and it was pretty bad like it got to a point where I just was really sick of thinking the way I thought and that's when I like realized I need to make a change and I can like sit here and accept my mind as is and that's fine or I can sit here and realize that you know our mind needs to be trained sometimes to get out of those bad habits and get out of the thinking patterns that we've developed from whoever and wherever and whatever it is that we've experienced and it was really disheartening for me when I realized each time I go through these 
changes and these phases of life where things are disrupted, my comfort's disrupted, and I just feel uncomfortable and I feel lost. It was so disheartening for me to realize that that mindset that I worked so hard to achieve, it just seemed to sort of like fly out the window. And I was back at square one. And I have to constantly remind myself that there are going to be times in my life, like now, when having that naturally optimistic and abundance-based mindset isn't going to happen because I'm feeling discomfort and I'm going to have to work harder to get myself out of that fear-based mindset that I tend to slip into when I feel uncomfortable. And during these times, you know, I'm also hyper-focusing on what I'm afraid of and what I lack or could potentially lack rather than thinking from a place of gratitude and having more of that abundance-focused mindset. But it's important to remind yourself that it's normal for the state of your mindset to fluctuate as you go through different seasons of life. We can't expect our minds to just stay the exact same with whatever we're experiencing. I mean, we know that when we're really, really sad, you know, our mindset is completely, completely different than when we are like just on a high with life. You know what I mean? And so it's really just an unrealistic expectation to expect yourself to maintain like this naturally positive and optimistic and abundance and gratitude based mindset when you are going through tough stuff and you have to just come to terms with that and stop putting that pressure on yourself to feel a certain way when you're going through these really hard times and these uncomfortable things and it's really liberating for me to tell myself that because for me personally when I realized that I was slipping back into that more naturally like pessimistic and just fear-based mindset it was so good for me to remind myself that you know it's okay like this is going to happen and I don't need to expect myself to feel good or great or perfect or to have a great day all the time you know what I mean like I it's okay for things to just not be great and to not be how they once were because that's just life And from the 101 essays that will change the way you think, this is where I wanted to bring the quote of the episode in, um, that choose to do things because you want joy more than you choose to do them because you want to avoid pain. I just love this because it embodies exactly how my mind functions when I'm going through discomfort and change and feeling lost. I make my decisions in an effort to avoid pain, aka, you know, having a fear-based mindset guiding all of my decisions rather than making decisions out of a place of wanting to experience joy and abundance for myself and I let fear take the wheel and as a result I make much different decisions than I would be making if I was operating from that more positive state of gratitude and abundance and I think that this quote's just such a good reminder if you're in sort of this kind of weird phase of life where you're lost uncomfortable or whatever it may be But I think it's so important for us to see the connection between our fears and what it looks like when we make decisions based on those fears and how different our life may be and the decisions we may make if we made decisions based off of what we desired rather than what we're scared of. And I saw this quote. um, This is from mindandsoul.space, I think was like the website URL. That's what I jotted down. Um, And it says both fear and desires point to the future. It is easier to engage with the future through our desires than through fear. Desires turn us into seekers while fear turns us into avoiders. 
This again comes down to loss or gain. We seek to gain through desires and to avoid loss through fear. Fear and desire motivate the majority of our thoughts and actions. And I just thought this was like, I don't know if this was pretty um, groundbreaking news to me. (laughs) I don't know if that is for any of you all, but I think it's so interesting to see fear and desire tied to loss and gain and really see like that connection and how we do seek to gain through desires and how we're trying to avoid loss through fear. And so much of that ties into what our mindsets look like when we're very fearful and when we're, you know, doing really well and we're really happy and positive. And I just thought that this was a really great quote to sort of tie all of that together. Um, I feel like that kind of puts all the pieces of the puzzle together, if you will. But I wanted to really dive into some of my fears to maybe make this more tangible for you all and share what deep desires I think that they indicate for me and just sort of talk about those. And I'm not going through every single one of my fears because we would be here for the rest of our life if I was going through every single one of my fears. But I'm going to go through some of just my strongest fears right now in my life that I feel the most and that I feel the most guided by in this stage of feeling lost and uncomfortable because um, they've truly been guiding my decisions now for years, honestly, and I'm at a place now where I'm realizing I'm in like that awareness phase of my fears where I'm like, okay, I now realize that all of these fears have guided my decisions for probably the last like five, six, seven, eight years, and I am in a place where I am now acknowledging that these fears exist, and I'm sort of prying into what core desires they're really highlighting in my life and what they're really teaching me about myself because that's kind of just what I've been doing over the last year of my life is just trying to figure out who on earth I am and part of that is I seeing these fears acknowledging they exist and the fact that they've literally been my decision makers for so long and now saying you know what I am kind of tired of my fears deciding my life and I want to make decisions out of a place of what I want and what I desire rather than you know what I'm trying to avoid and what I'm scared of and I think that having that shift doesn't really come until you acknowledge your fears and that they exist and you identify them and you look into them and see what they're trying to teach you. And sometimes I think that these fears aren't necessarily like they're just there, you know, like they don't really require any introspection or looking into further. Like sometimes you're just scared of stuff and like you probably will be like your whole life. But some fears I truly think teach you so much about yourself and what you value. And those are the like or ones that I'm going to be going over with you all. So first of all, my fear of financial instability. And I guess you could also just say, you know, not having enough money or not having the money needed to live whatever life and that kind of thing. That really just reveals a desire for stability and a desire for comfort especially surrounding finances and that has guided my decision for what I majored in in college for the job I have now and so much more and what I really want to highlight about this is I think that this is a fear that probably a lot of us have and I think a lot of us 
develop it at different times in life I can like trace this back to when I was probably like early early teen years maybe like right around I don't know once I kind of just like got a concept of like money and what it does for people who have it and what it means to not have it like once I started understanding that on a deeper level that's when I felt like this mindset sort of and this fear developed I guess you could say and I think back to being like a teenager and when I first started my job and when I had the realization that you know I had friends who didn't have to work during the summers and I had friends who had the work during the school year and I started you know looking around and realizing that all of us lived very different lives and you know a lot of my core desires started getting pushed to the side and an effort to you know get in this position where I would be setting myself up to make enough money basically because my fear was driving my mindset as soon as that fear set in so instead of you know I think back to my younger self and like all these things that I loved doing and I cared about like I'm a very creative person maybe in a little bit of a different way um not necessarily like a music type of person or anything like that but like in terms of like playing instruments but you know like I'm creative in the sense of I've always just absolutely loved reading and writing and um I've just that's always been a thing for me and I thought for like a long time that, you know, what I was, the career I was going to go into was more of a creative one rather than analytical. And I was kind of like riding on that bus until the fear of financial instability set in. And then instead of letting what I wanted and my desire drive the wheel and take the wheel, drive the wheel, take the wheel of my life, um, then that financial instability fear came in and then that's when that took over and as a result I made these completely different decisions and I made decisions out of fear rather than what I truly loved and wanted and I mean I think it's okay sometimes because it's literally just all part of life and like you can't like necessarily undo it but I was clinging to stability because I was so scared of being unstable and I really just made these decisions so like you can say it started in high school because I feel like that's when the shift went from me doing things I really love to me becoming this person that would be good for college and be like ideal output for college and just like that kind of thing I sort of shaped myself into this person that would be successful to get into college and go to college and then to be successful coming out of college like I was very I was thinking very, very far ahead. And it's because I was acting out of a place of being scared of financial instability. And then when I got to college and I was making my, you know, career decisions, I there were things that, you know, I learned that I loved, like economics, for example. Like I liked the class in high school. And then when I took it in college, I was like, I literally love this. But I still didn't go for it in terms of my career because I was literally operating out of such a place of being just scared of not being financially stable and not having stability for my future family and future children that I was like I have to choose something that is so incredibly stable and like promising career-wise 
And, you know, that's when I started, like, looking around. I was, like, asking people, you know, like, should I, you know, like, that's the type of person I was. I wasn't, like, making decisions for myself. I was looking outward and I was asking other people in the business world, you know, like, should I do economics? Should I do finance? Should I do accounting? Should I do something completely different? Like, and nine times out of ten, people were just telling me accounting. So I was like, all right, fine, like, I'll do that. And then once I looked into it and I learned that it, is a very you know safe and stable job for the most part and that it is like lucrative once you're in it for a while and once you get your cpa and actually like become a cpa and like climb up the corporate ladder a little bit and get some experience under your belt i was like okay fine like that'll provide that financial stability i want but here's the thing i literally said screw it to everything i like truly care about for the sake of this one fear and that is how freaking powerful our fears are and i'm not saying this like all of this is like off script like i this is all coming straight from my heart and my head right now like i it is so hard to realize to look back and be like wow i made such a life-altering decision because i was so so scared of something instead of just trusting that making a decision out of desire and what I want for myself would work itself out and that's so hard to come to terms with it's really really deep and it's really hard to come to terms with and that's what made me cry at my first therapy appointment because I was like I feel like the life I've been living has hasn't been my own and when I spoke those words and I said that out loud that's when like all of this just came to light and I realized how much of the decisions I've made have just been out of this place of fear And it's so scary to look back and realize that when you've already made the decisions and you're already living out the life as a result of those decisions. You know what I mean? And it, I was operating from this lack mindset. You know, I was like, I am scared of not having enough money. I am scared of not being able to, I'm really scared of my kids not being able to choose where they want to go to college. And I, you know, when I went through that in high school, which I am literally so grateful for the experience I had and I'm, I couldn't be more grateful and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't change a single thing about like what my life right now, you know, like in the decisions I have made because I've learned so much from them regardless of how inauthentic they've been to myself. And I just remember going through the whole college application process and thinking like making a promise to myself kind of in a sense and just being like I never want my kids to you know feel like they have to make this decision like solely because of money but that's literally just reality sometimes you know like I was sitting there saying that to myself and because for me for college I just went to my cheapest option because that's just how things have to go and right then and there that's like when I kind of decided like I don't want to be in a position where my kids can't just like choose where they want to go and I really wanted them and it's because I was experiencing that myself you know like I really wanted to go super far from home and wanted to go elsewhere and I had like all these dreams of doing completely different stuff than what I'm doing right now and I ended up not doing any of that and that's okay But I think because I experienced that and I was so dissatisfied with it at the time, I made that promise to myself in a way. But now, like, looking back, I'm like, that's literally just how life is sometimes. And I've learned so much and I wouldn't have changed my experience for the world. Like, that I got in college, I wouldn't have changed the school I went to. Literally wouldn't change any of it. But 
like I said, this, you know, fear of financial instability just really drove a lot of these very important decisions. And it's driving a lot for me now, too, because I, you know, am doing the safe job and the stable job. And I have, you know, like friends tell me a lot, like, I can't believe you are like voluntarily choosing to do your job with the hours it requires and the pay it is compared to what you can make if you just stuck with creating content full-time because coming out of college I'm thankfully was in a position and am in a position where I could just do that but one I know that that's not something that I would enjoy unless I like was already already had something else for myself going on the side like I couldn't do that in and of itself which I know I've mentioned before but also the reason why I wouldn't do it is because of my fear of financial instability and my true core desire of stability and safeness and that fear has taught me that something I care a lot about and value a lot is stability but it's because of you know just my life experiences so far and like having periods of time where I was genuinely stressed over money and I am so grateful to like not be in that position anymore and it's very very just eye-opening when you go through something like that and then you then get in a position later on where you're not in that because that kind of stays with you forever because even when you're still completely fine financially in the back of my mind that fear is literally always there and it's so exhausting and as a result you know I'm in this place where I feel like I have to cling to whatever is stable and not let it go because that is what keeps that fear at bay and that's what keeps me in a place where my desire for stability is honored and it's really hard so that's the first one is that fear of financial instability and how it reveals my desire for just stability in general and safeness in terms of career and financial well-being and then next is my fear of failure and my fear of messing up and how that ties into my desire for approval and this really feeds into me being a perfectionist which you all know and I make so many decisions from a mindset of being scared to mess up or fail and that's truly so limiting and it also leads me to try and appeal to everyone and that limits myself because I'm trading my authenticity for being approved by others and because in my eyes I see it if somebody doesn't like me that's like a me problem and I'm a failure so in order to be liked by as many people as possible i trade in my authenticity and who i truly am in order to sort of shape myself to be somebody that everybody can like and it's literally impossible to do that but here i am still doing that because i have this core desire for approval and my core value that was you know fabricated that i've talked about before of achievement also ties into this you know and because that is something that i felt like gained me approval growing up and like acceptance was my achievements so now as a result i have this 
huge fear of failing in someone else's eyes and messing up because it affects my how I feel about myself because achievement became such a driver for my own self-esteem and for my own confidence when it shouldn't have been. And this one's been really hard and one that like I also feel like it's hard to let go of kind of like financial instability because as much as I know like I can sit here and tell myself all day long that if I am trying to appeal to the masses like I am literally doing nothing but limiting myself because I'm not being my true self and I'm never there's never going to be a time where I can please every single person so why am I wasting so much time and energy trying to do so I can sit here and tell myself all that all day long but it's so hard for me to actually listen to it and put in practice like not trying to appeal to everyone and um this one's just been really hard and exhausting because obviously setting a standard of perfection and never failing and not messing up is literally a standard that's never going to be achieved and I know we've talked about that before so I'm not going to sit on this one for long but ultimately my fear of making mistakes and being a failure is tied to my desire for outward acceptance and approval but at the end of the day I really just need my own approval and my own acceptance and self-acceptance and that's something that I don't really have but it is a core value that I identified in last week's episode it's something that I feel like I haven't ever honored before and it's something that I want to start honoring now is self-acceptance and because at the end of the day like I said that's really all I need is to accept myself for who I am and stop trying to morph my personality into something that mirrors and matches everybody I talk to and just be true to myself instead because it's so exhausting like doing that because it puts you in a position where you're just truly not being true to yourself and you're basically just being an actor for all the different people in your life and that's just not healthy it's it's not fair to the other people it's exhausting and it's something that I've always subconsciously done and I think I'm a lot better about it now than I was you know like a few years ago but I think part of the reason I'm better about it now is because I truly just am not around as many people as I was like in college. Like in college, I was so, I was just yearning to be accepted and, you know, have friends. And I so desperately wanted that, that, and I was so scared of failing and creating friendships that my desire for approval, like I just morphed myself into whoever I met. And as a result, like I could be friends with anybody and that's a great thing if you can be friends with anybody but that doesn't necessarily mean that like you need to morph yourself just to be friends with everybody and I just don't run into that as much now because I'm not meeting a ton of new people um and the people new people I am meeting it's very it's not as deep as it got in college as quickly because it's like I'm meeting people at work rather than like meeting people in college who you tend to get to know on a more deeper level on a much quicker basis than like somebody at work um so I don't run into that as much now, but I do still struggle with it in a sense. And now that I'm aware of it, I'm trying to be better about just like letting myself show up as I am and like telling myself that that's enough. And it's, you know, not a failure if I don't become best friends with everybody I meet. And it's, I'm also not a failure and it's okay if I mess up and it's okay if I do fail. And if I do make mistakes, that doesn't change like my 
value as a person. So that's something I'm definitely learning. And now my fear of uncertainty and how this reveals my desire for control and routine to a sense or to a, to an extent. Um, I kind of think this ties to not messing up as well. Um, so for example, I get scared at work when I'm about to start something new or when I am going to do something that I haven't done before. So when I know that there's uncertainty coming, I get really scared because I don't want to mess up. And I know that starting something new means that I'm not going to feel in control. And it means that I'm going to be, you know, in this position where I'm likely to make mistakes and mess up. But I get so nervous when I know that, you know, maybe I'm starting on something new at work with a new client or I'm just doing something I haven't done before. And it puts me in this position where I just am reminded of when I first started work, just literally just a few months ago and how totally clueless I was, but how much responsibility I had to do things and how scary that was. And as a result now, I am so scared of uncertainty and not knowing how to do things because it, it's I'm in a position where I feel like I don't have any control and it's like I keep myself in my comfort zone as a result for the sake of knowing what's coming next and what to expect in life and this keeps me from not making you know riskier decisions even if they may be good for me because of my desire to have predictability and control in my life and I also think this has helped me learn that I strongly desire and value autonomy, especially in my career, um, because I think autonomy gives you a level of control, like not not just a small level, like a large level of control. And it has helped me learn that more predictable and routine careers may be best for me if I'm wanting to honor that desire of having a more autonomous and control like in my control type of career and life, especially any of those careers that allow for some level of autonomous freedom. But at the same time, you could say, okay, well, you're kind of acting out of fear if you're doing that because, you know, you're choosing, a like that would be choosing a career that is predictable and routine and that you have control over because that's something you truly desire. Um, but at the same time, it's because I fear uncertainty. So I see how you could look at that either way and be like, well, aren't you acting out of fear if you do that? But it's like, no, if you're choosing to do it out of the desire that you've identified and you know is a part of you, that's a lot different than just like straight up acting out of the fear of uncertainty. And, you know, for me personally, this is something that I've like learned um, just like through therapy and just like working through things with myself is this that level of control and autonomy like I think I desire it so much one because I've learned that I am such a good worker for myself and I am truly like I can really just be motivated like very easily with myself and I've learned that through being my own boss through like having a YouTube channel for a while now and from you know making money from that for a while now and that kind of thing And having that level of control for me just helps me feel more 
just at peace and stable because it's like not everything is in the hands of like other people and not saying that I want to be in control of people and a bunch of things I just want to be in control of what I am doing and that's the biggest difference is I think a lot of people when they hear that somebody wants control and they want autonomy like they think that that means that that person wants to like control other people there are people like that but I know like I don't like having that responsibility like I just want to be responsible for myself and what I'm doing and what I'm putting out there and having you know autonomy I think is something that eventually does kind of come in accounting and um control too but like you're more so in control of other people and responsible and like that I don't feel like I jive and connect with that well with and that's probably related to a fear um and that's probably most definitely related to my fear of messing up and failure because that puts me in a position where I'm responsible for more people than just myself but I just feel like I am so much more at peace Um, like I have so much more inner peace and just that's something I truly desire and value a lot that I haven't desired and valued like my whole life if I'm in a position where I can just be responsible for myself and if I am responsible for other people it's in like a different light so like for example being a teacher is something where you know you're responsible for people learning what they need to learn and for people like moving upwards and you have a level of autonomy because you get to choose how you do that and how you deliver that like obviously you have stuff you have to adhere to but you have that level of autonomy and then at the same time there's things you know like being a business owner or like doing real estate or just things like that that are like truly much more autonomous like almost entirely autonomous and those types of careers and things seem to appeal to me a lot more because of that Whereas now I'm like realizing, okay, I didn't know my core values before like two weeks ago and I wasn't, I didn't realize how much I valued, you know, inner peace and autonomy and how much like so many of those things kind of like just tie together at the end of the day, you know? And next, my fear of regret, how that ties to my desire to live a fulfilled and aligned life that is true to myself and also you could tie this into my fear of just living an inauthentic life and how that ties into my desire to please everyone I oftentimes find myself especially like now more than ever and I feel like I felt this way a lot when I was also making decisions about like my college major and about where I was going to go to college and then also making decisions about what I was going to do after college basically anytime I was like in a position of making like a big life choice and decision I always just felt myself feeling very fearful of regretting what I was doing and I think that that's very normal because of course when you're making a decision like that a lot of times we see that we see making a decision as choosing one thing and completely abandoning another but it doesn't always have to be that way you know like sometimes you're just prioritizing one thing over another but a lot of times we view decisions as so black and white where it's like okay we're you know we are choosing this and we are completely throwing this out the window and shoving it aside and it doesn't really have to be that way you know like there are if you're you know deciding between two college majors maybe one that makes more sense for you and one that like is just a true diehard passion 
you know, maybe there's a way, like you picking the one that makes more sense for you and like maybe the career you want, that may make more sense and you're choosing that, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're completely abandoning your passion because you can still integrate your passion through your hobbies and through other ways of life, I guess you could say. But I've always just found myself in this position of being so scared of regret and looking back when I'm, you know, 40, 50, whatever age and wishing I would have done things differently and maybe not even wishing I would have done things differently, but just like that what if and wondering what life would be like if I, you know, maybe honored my own desires and values more than I did at whatever age. And that's really hard to like think about because, you know, you have this desire to like get it all right and to do things right. And the thing is, is we're never going to know which path and which thing we choose is the right one you just have to do it and then learn as you go and you know you learn through the failures you learn through you actually making those decisions and no amount of just sitting still and like being frozen by indecision is going to teach you which one is the way to go and we think that by holding ourselves up and you know delaying making decisions that's going to provide us clarity when in reality we're going to reach that clarity much more quickly if we just actually make the decision instead of just standing still and with our feet stuck in concrete basically like not making decisions and I know I've talked about that a lot before too and I just have this true desire to live you know this life that is aligned with my core values now more than ever because now that I'm in a place where I've realized that a lot of the life I've lived so far hasn't been in alignment with that and I'm in a place now where I've actually identified more my core values and I'm like, wow, this is what I really care about and this is what is very important to me. What would my life look like if I actually lived a life that aligned with that? Now that I'm at that place, I have this desire to actually honor that because it's something I haven't honored before. And like the fear behind that is just like my fear of regret and my fear of living a life that's not true to myself which it's crazy because I feel like I've had that fear my whole life of living a life that's not true to myself but I haven't been able to actually identify it necessarily and see that it exists and see in what way it exists until recently and I truly just hope that you know that desire to live a fulfilled and aligned life like I can really cling to that more than the fear of you know just living a an authentic life and regarding my choices and those are all the fears that i wanted to go over with you all today but before we go i just wanted to like kind of take the next step with these fears with you all so you know i just listed out my fears and if you're sitting there and you're doing the same thing you're kind of like walking yourself through what some of your strongest fears are right now once you've identified them you're probably like okay now what what do i do See what they're telling you about what you value and what you care about. Um, And in the 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think book, once again referencing it, this is the last time I'm referencing it, in that chapter that I mentioned, chapter 21 or whatever it is, the book talks about practicing negative visualization. And specifically this quote or this part from the book says, create tangible solutions for your intangible fears. Show yourself that you won't actually die if you lose a job or a boyfriend. Make a list of the things you worry about most. Imagine the worst outcome. Then make a plan for exactly how you would deal with it if that came to pass. I really love this because it really just encourages you to get real about your fears 
And I think that's a great way to shrink them down to what they actually are rather than sizing your fears up to be this huge insurmountable obstacle. And I think when we get real with our fears and realize that they're really, they like I said earlier, they are a lamp to our values and our desires and realize that most of the time our fears are very unrealistic, but they're also realistic at times and like identifying which ones are which we can sort of step out of that fear-based bubble and mindset and bring ourselves back to reality. But if we let our fears take control, we'll never stop operating from that scarcity mindset, which makes us do nothing but dwell on the fact that, you know, nothing's ever going to be enough and that we don't have enough of whatever it is. And if we're able to come face-to-face with those fears and acknowledge they exist, learn from them and what they're trying to teach us, and instead of letting them control us and our decisions, we can, you know, operate from a place of choosing to do things out of the joy they bring us and our actual desires. And instead of, you know, operating from that fear-based mindset and letting our fears just control all of our decisions. And we can truly just learn so much from our fears. And I really liked that quote too, because I always hear, um, people say, you know, like you're always stressing over what if things don't work out. And then people always say, why don't you just sit and think about like, ask yourself, what if things do work out and switch to that mindset? And I do think that that's like a very powerful switch to make. But I also think that if you never sit down and get real with your fears and like size them down to what they actually are and tell yourself, okay, like this fear is literally like I am making it out to be way larger than it actually is and if you can sit down and ask yourself what is actually and truly the worst possible thing that would happen if this fear came to life if you can sit down and ask yourself that that can really help you make those fears smaller and I think that that's needed sometimes for those fears that feel so insurmountable and just feel so paralyzing for us so definitely practice that and then on the other side of that you can then say, okay, well, what it would it look like if my desires, what those fears are revealing about what I desire, what if those desires actually worked out? Like what, what is the good that would happen and how good could things be if this works out? I think you need to ask that question after you've identified the fears and identified the worst possible thing that can happen because that can show you how different your life can be if you're making decisions based out of fear and, you know, out of the place of, oh my gosh, like this is the worst thing that could happen. So if I make this decision, that's the worst thing that could happen. But then if I make this decision out of choosing from my desires, this is the best thing that could happen. And you're really just allowing yourself to see from a different perspective, both sides of it, if that makes sense. So I hope this episode was helpful for you all. I know that this is something that I'm working through and that's been really helpful for me. So I really hope it was helpful for you all and you all can get something from it and really work through this stuff yourself and hopefully, you know, just get something or another from the episode. And like I said, you may have already identified all of, you know, your core values and everything, but hopefully this still gave you some insights or further insight into yourself. But thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to follow Bloom Podcast on Instagram and join the Bloom Podcast Facebook group. And I will talk to you all next Monday.